All right. Getting a little response here on the phone. Looks like we're rolling. Can you hear me? Yeah. Working. All right. Uh, sitting here with uh, CJ McDonald. Um, we're thinking this might be a little test run here, but if it sounds good, we might throw it up. Um, my name is Joe Lichtenstein. We're talking about uh, doing a little podcast here, talking about college and talking about authentic experiences and maybe going against the narrative that's developed um, and perceptions that are around it that might not be so accurate. Uh, so the way we'll try to get every show going is we'll bring somebody on and we'll have uh, we'll have CJ tell us uh, what he thinks about college. Yeah. Yeah, that was a uh, that was a good intro, man. I like that a lot. Um, so I have been kind of pondering, you know, what college is, and maybe trying to think of a word that I could summarize my experiences. Um, and I think one of the ones that's kind of stuck with me is transformative, because you know, I think college functions kind of the same way that like a function in calculus does, right? So there's an input, and by nature of the function, you get something different out of it, right? So you come into college, you are a kid, you go through this four-year experience, it's very interesting, very unique, and you come out and you are an adult. And I've been trying to kind of think of why that is. It's not, I don't think because of what, like it's not because, oh, I've taken this many classes, so now I'm an adult, hmm. right? It's not because, oh, I made a bunch of friends or whatever, so now I'm an adult, you know? kind of trying to think about why that is because you know i definitely think that's important to try to kind of narrow in on this because you are people change during college probably mm-hmm. more so than any other time in their life you know i think i mean even between years i'm significantly different than i was you know when i was a freshman and i think it's important to try to kind of think why that is maybe if that makes sense yeah 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 i don't know i think like we're going through people talk a lot about how like they think about back to freshman year and they're like, damn, I'm not friends with my friends from freshman year anymore. You know, I've lost contact with a lot of those people. And I think we don't realize that it's hard to gauge from our own perspective, just how much is changing right now. Um, Everything's switching up. Like relationships are hard to maintain because um, everything about our life is changing. We're looking towards being older Um, while we're also sort of in this weird, like, middle ground where you're still like going out and getting fucked up every weekend, but it's, you're also kind of putting together job prospects and things like that. And it's, um, it's an interesting experience for sure. Yeah, no, definitely. I agree with that. I think that's, I think that's one of the best things about college is the fact that kind of, like you said, we're still in the stage when like, we're in the romance stage of alcohol in our lives. (laughs) So, every time you get drunk is still just so fun so everybody just you know wants to get fucked up but also we have to like kind of figure out how to like be adults and i think like learning that balance is definitely a big part of college um but yeah you know you're talking about thinking about to freshman year and it's funny because when i think back to freshman year you know i'm a junior we're, we're both juniors it feels like a lifetime ago yeah i mean it feels like a lifetime ago and i think that's one of the best things or one, one of the things i treasure the most about being in a fraternity is that 
it kind of preserves a lot of those friendships like for you like i'm not gonna like drift away from guys mm-hmm. being in the same fraternity because you know we're at all the same parties we see each other all the same events and it just makes it easy to kind of deepen a lot of friendships and that that's very important to me yeah definitely yeah and i think that's you know that's another thing hopefully to to tackle on this podcast a little bit is is greek life itself um perception versus reality um trying to help to articulate exactly what's going on um and and being honest about um which of those reputations in in the real world are accurate um which of them are not and also the the truly amazing benefits that come from it that just aren't highlighted um for those that haven't had a chance to experience it yeah 100 percent, i agree with that um you know it's funny my my mom did not want me to join a frat very much against it and i really believe if she were able to look at the things i would be doing the experiences i would have the friends i would make she would see the benefit like i if i have a son that goes to college i would want him to join a frat because i mean this has completely changed my college experience for the better you know definitely for the better and there are aspects of this that i do wish were more mainstream that people realize yeah you know yeah so you said transformative um are there were there expectations or perceptions that you came into college um sort of maybe looking forward to or a little nervous about that did formulate did not formulate um surprises yeah well i think i mean from an academic standpoint you know you come into school and there's definitely a perception that I'm not a huge fan of, but it's like, I'm here to get a job, right? I'm here to figure out how to make money. And that was to some extent my mindset coming in. But I do think college has, especially the experience I've had in college have helped me realize that there's a way I want to live my life. That's not focused around myself making money. And I think that you can have an important career, you know, that's not focused around money. And that's something that college has taught me because I just see so many people that come here and they're like, I'm here to make money. They pick a major, you know, to pursue money. And there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, you know, people need to make money. You need to be able to sustain yourself. But I just think it would be so, so much more interesting if everybody that came to college picked their major solely based off of what they're interested in pursuing. And Mm -hmm. I think that, you know, I lucked out to kind of come across classes that I was interested in early in my college career. And I think that kind of helped shape the classes that I took, the things I pursued. um, And that was not the perception of college that I had coming in. I mean, I definitely thought like I'm, I'm coming here because, you know, I need to get a job. I need to make money. And to some extent that's still the case, but I think more so it's just widened my area of interest and kind of helped me find things I enjoy doing and that I want to spend my time doing after college specifically. Yeah. Yeah. And that, that's a thing. The academic side of college has, has is just as much of a well of, of, of conversation to dive into as anything else. Hmm. Um, I think the standard perception of of the academic side of college is also missing some key aspects. Number one, um, we are very much blessed in the sense to go to a school like Virginia Tech that can offer just an immense wealth of information. Anything, anything in the world that you think you might be interested in, there's probably a college class about it, which is which is so cool. I mean, especially against the backdrop of human history when you think about access to information oh, um, 
you know, the millions and millions of, of humans who were born with intellectual ability who did not have access to the things that we have today. And yet we spend our Tuesday nights stressed about, you know, the D minus that we got in, (laughs) in, you know, business law or whatever, right? Like there's two sides of that coin. We're being productive human beings. We're, we're setting ourselves up well for the rest of our life. And it's important to care about, about how you're doing in school. Um, but it's, it's amazing that we lose that perspective that, the amount of people that would have killed to get a D minus in business law. The majority of humans. You know? Yeah. And it's, it's, um, yeah, it's a blessing a hundred percent. Um, I don't know. I think, I think when I was, when I was coming in, um, I could have used a little more of that mindset of college is, it is school. Um, and that's why you're here if you had to give a baseline answer. Yeah. Uh, but in my opinion, I, I think there may be people that disagree with this. Um, the growth that you experience outside of school during your four years of college yeah. are leagues more important, is leagues more important yes. than the the knowledge that you are equipped with when you graduate specific to your academic you know, adventures. Mm-hmm. No, I, yeah, I completely agree with that. And, you know, there's an increasing rhetoric among the sort of Elon Musks of the world, right, if you will, that college is, is unnecessary. Right. It's pointless, right? You have access to information that you can utilize to get a job skipping the college process. Yeah. And, you know, while I see some of the merits of that argument, I do think that it ignores the vast social benefit that you gain from four, your four years in college. I mean, the relationships that I've developed during college are far more formative than my zoology class this semester right. in the long term of my, you know. No school. knock against zoology. Yeah, and zoology is right. cool. Zoology is super cool. But it's just not going to shape me the same way that, you know, meeting 140 of my best friends over a four-year period would. And yeah. that's something that I think a lot of people miss, you know, especially like even the friends I have that didn't go to college, yeah. you know, they definitely buy into that rhetoric. And there's nothing wrong with them because it is true to some extent, but there are things you're missing out on if you don't go to college. I mean, there just are. And a lot of that comes from this very confusing and complex world outside of the classroom that is college. Right. Yeah. Complex to say the absolute least. Yeah. You know, and, and the relationships I think is, is probably the, the most crucial building block. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it and it's an odd, it, it formulates in a very odd way, you know, in your first month of freshman year of college. Yeah. You'll meet, you'll probably meet 400 people, yeah. you know, and, and there's no way of knowing that when you meet somebody, um, they might be in your wedding, yeah. but the, there are just as likely odds, probably more likely odds that you'll see them two more times in college and you'll never see them again after that. Yeah. And, and when you've come to a point, maybe like a little bit into your, in your first semester where you realize that the the rate at which you develop relationships is exponentially higher than high school, right? You're not locked into this social circle where it's like they've been your friend since middle school and it's all messed up and there's people who are treated the wrong way because of like stupid social restrictions. Um, It's, it's, it's a, I think it's a relieving thing for a lot of people, right? Because it's easier to find new friends, new friends and people that you should be around. But also 
um i i kind of found it to be a little um of sort of like tough love because every time you develop one of those relationships um you are sort of every time you become friends with somebody you're sort of giving some of yourself you're being open with somebody and you're getting to know them in that way and then that that relationship doesn't always come to be one that's going to be a genuine and legitimate one yeah and and you start to learn so much about who you are and how you affect people because somebody that you met, you know, that you thought might be in your wedding, mm-hmm. you never see him again. Yeah. By the same token, they're completely unbeknownst to you. They're going to be people that meet you and think that of you mm-hmm. and you don't return that to them. Yeah. You know, and it's like there's so much. It's like the it's like the arcade game where the ball is like falling from the top and there's like stuff shooting out everywhere and the goal is to get the ball down to the bottom, but you can't get it down because it like keeps getting shot around. Right. Like, and it's hard, you know, like that's the, that's the biggest, if I, if I could articulate it in one sentence is that college is hard, you know, like relationships are hard and when you build them and when you have real ones. And I think something about the fraternity is so true is that that's a, something that CJ and I have been exposed to is that, we have we have a more of an opportunity to solidify relationships at, with the organization as a filter. Yeah. But um, yeah, you just learn. You learn about yourself, and it's hard at first. But I think, like you're saying, that social experience is is invaluable. Invaluable. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. No. I, I mean, I, I completely agree with that. And you know, it's funny. I one of our me and Jesuit really friends, uh, Bo, his dad has been talking to me lately and you know ever since i've met him he's always stressed how relationships require investments just the same as anything else you know Mm -hmm. it's an investment of time and i think it's very eye-opening because who you choose to invest time with throughout your four years in college but also just throughout life is a big reflection of who you are and Mm -hmm. i think that's part of what's so defining about college is it forces you to choose the people you want to spend your time with and invest, you know, time in. And I think that that's a big reflection of who you are because the people you spend your time around, they shape you as a person. You know, I'm, I'm a big believer in that. And college, kind of like you said, there's so many people and so many opportunities to do things that you have to make sacrifices. You can't hang out with every single person you meet in college. You just can't. And I think the sacrifices that are required you know, by having to choose who it is that you want to spend your time with is very formative. It's very, very formative. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I just think people tend are kind of attracted, I think, to maybe other people that have qualities, you know, that in some way, shape or form better that person. I'm a big mm-hmm. believer in that, the, the people I'm close with, you know, like you, I think in a lot of ways you make me better by hanging out with you. Yeah, likewise. Yeah, and I, and I just think that that's eye-opening, you know, about people, and that's part of why college is, is so formative. You know, it's one of the dozen different aspects, you know, that, that makes college so formative. And that's, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, I'm a big believer in that, that who you spend your time around kind of shapes you, and I think college is just, you know, a good example of how that plays out. Yeah, yeah, and it's kind of a neat – it's such a <laughs> – it's funny. There's, there's arenas all over college campuses because college is – is an arena um, for so many things, but especially in this relationship sense, you know, like we were having a great conversation the other day talking about Lane stadium, which is the football stadium at Virginia tech and is a great tradition. Football is a huge tradition at Virginia tech. Um, and, you know, we were, we were talking when we we're 80 years old, 
um, it will be meaningful to go to a football game at Lane Stadium. Yeah. But when you sit back and you think about it, Lane Stadium is just a fuck ton of concrete. Yeah. You know, it's so it's just a bunch of concrete and <laughs> some like popcorn and some grass. And we don't recognize and if we if we spent a little more time being cognizant of the fact that Lane Stadium doesn't mean so much because of what it is materialistically or physically, it's because of the people that you experienced it with. Yeah. That's well said. It, it would never be it would never be Lane Stadium wouldn't mean a thing. You know, and it's it's when you find yourself at Lane Stadium or at the lovely Center Street, yeah. <laughs> uh, being cognizant of the people around you, both like you're saying how they are affecting you and actively changing you every day, which is 100 percent true. But also we're going to wake up tomorrow and graduate, you know. And, and then after that, we're going to wake up and the first kid's going to be born. And after that, they're going to college. And it's so easy to not intentionally enjoy the time you're having right now. Yeah, that's that was very well said. And it, it reminds me, my uh, one of my friends, her dad, uh, was at a tailgate mm-hmm. at Tech, I think maybe two weeks ago. And he was making a joke. He was like, you know, you look around. He was like, these are all your best friends right now. He was like, 10 years from now you're not going to have seen most of these people in four years. Right. And it was sad mm. when he said that, I was like, wow, that's really sad. And one of his friends, you know, uh, another middle-aged guy, you know, he started laughing. He's like, Oh yeah, that's true. And yeah, I thought that was so sad because you know, you look around, it's all your best friends. And that sort of put me in a reflective mood. And I was thinking very similar to what you're saying. College is flying by. And Obviously, there are people that I'm going to see after college. There yep. are plenty of guys I plan on being lifelong friends with, but it's never going to be in the proximity that it is now. It, all of my friends are never again in my life going to be within a three-mile radius of me. And that was something that I really remember thinking, like, I, I need to take advantage of that while it's here. You know, I, I absolutely do. Because never again am I just going to be able to take a two-minute drive to any one of my best friends' house and yep. just walk in their front door. Yep. No knock. What's up, guys? You know, what are we doing? What are we doing? Yeah. And I just think that that is absolutely like you're saying something that we need to appreciate because it's never going to be like this again. You know, it's going to take a lot more investment of time to maintain those relationships after college. than yes. it does now. Yes. It's almost like it's, it's, it's great that we're talking about it now, but I think we're lucky enough that our social circumstance is forcing us to be with these people in yeah. a good way. The time that we'll have to sort of apply these lessons mm-hmm. is when it's not so easy anymore. Yeah. You know, yeah. I saw a picture on Twitter today scrolling through aimlessly, as I hope we'll discuss at some point on this show, the merits of social media and especially in college and and some, you know, this platform versus that platform and things like that. But there was a, a picture of a, a, a very elderly woman in a wheelchair holding up a little a piece of cardboard that all it said was enjoy today. Enjoy today. Because the it's it's you know it it's hard to talk like it's hard to have a podcast like this and sound authentic because so many of these cliche lessons pop up yeah, in your head. Live in the moment. Live in the moment. Like the past is fake and the future's fiction. Yeah. Whatever, right? Like it's easy to say those things and sound as the listener or and as the listener for it to sound uh, cheesy. Cheesy. Um, 
And maybe that's the thing about cheesy. Like cheesy's cheesy for a reason yeah, because it's marriage. because it's fucking right. Yeah, like people yeah. say it a lot because maybe because it's right. And there's a great, a really great Canadian philosopher named Eckhart Tolle who some say was like a cult leader. I don't really buy into that. I think he just had like a lot of big followership. Yeah. But he has a lot of great writing um, on the past and the future, yeah. and um, so that's just a little sidebar for people to check out if they're interested. But those lessons apply so well to the sort of social circumstance that we're talking about right now, yeah. um, especially because anybody that thinks that the social pressures of, of middle school and high school of like acting cool and, and, and being the cool guy and making friends and having everybody like you, you know, if you think that those things totally drop off when you get to college, they don't. Yeah. And honestly, you know, I don't expect them to drop off afterwards. Yeah. Um, and that's that's a it's a harsh reality of, of being a very social person. But those those past and future considerations really filter in, I think, when people are are grappling with something that's happened to them in the past, um, an event forthcoming that they're that they're nervous about and. It's, I don't know, it's it's hard to grapple with those realities, especially in college when it's the first time you're on your own, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. No, I, I mean, and that's, I think that's part of the reason why college is so hard for some people because, you know, they get here and they're experiencing the things you're talking about and it's easy to, you know, if it gets difficult, just think, wow, I'm alone here, you know, you're not with your parents, you're not with your childhood friends for the first time in your life and you know, I, I think that's why college can be so difficult for some people. And I also think that that plays into some of the merits we were talking about of being in a fraternity that yeah. needs to be more mainstream. Yeah. College can be very difficult, especially if you feel like you're alone. Yeah. And being in Greek life, obviously not for everybody, but, you know, I would say for a lot of us, almost guarantees that you're never going to be alone. I mean, because of the fraternity that we're in i know i have so many close friends that i could talk to and that's that's an invaluable realization to have and i just wish that that were a little bit more mainstream in the way greek life is talked about yeah because having people around you friends is so is so important for your development for your mental health for just you as a person and i think that that's something greek life contributes to in a very very valuable way that's not talked about and i I wish that it was to some extent yeah yeah. And there's there's some honest conversations to be had on both sides of the of the Greek life coin, I think, you know. I mean, I I've had the I think we I mean, we all have the opportunity to know people in college both in Greek life and outside. Yeah. Um and my personal experiences um running recruitment for our fraternity the past couple semesters have shed a lot of light on um, on my perceptions of what it is exactly our organization does every day, the merits of it. And also, you know, to be honest, some of the, the flaws of it. Um, every time we would have rush where people would come out and, and come to events and, and hope to join the organization, I never, ever could come up with a really good reason why this person should not be in our fraternity. Yeah. Um, because fuck the social implications fuck you know thinking if you can drink a beer with them what 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 we're talking about what really matters in a fraternity has nothing to do with someone's 
social abilities, right? Yet, every one of our organizations do it, sororities and fraternities, mm-hmm. recruit based on that metric. And it's, 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 it's hard. It, it's hard. It's not necessarily wrong because it's a social organization that's doing things like that all the time. Yeah. But every semester, there are people that I wish, I wish we could bring in. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's frustrating, you know, and that's a larger conversation, but it's something to be cognizant of. I think about like, you know, you can't, can have honest conversations about the, the things you're involved in and the things you're doing in college without acknowledging some of the flaws. Yeah, no, I, I definitely agree with that. And that's, I think to some extent, college has helped me realize that, you know, I really think a big part of, I think the key to sort of what you were saying earlier and not focusing so much on social status, what people think is authenticity I think that it's very important for people to find comfort in being their authentic selves. And I think that the stresses of social status and things like that, uh, especially within Greek life, because I remember when I rushed uh, and, you know, luckily I got a bid, but I remember feeling like I had to sell myself at those events. And that was not a feeling that I really enjoyed. Mm -hmm. But I remember one of the things that, you know, and it sounds cheesy, just be yourself, just be yourself. But I remember thinking during rush when I'm having these conversations, if I can just, you know, be myself, either I'll get a bid or I won't, but at least I know that I was authentic in my interactions. Right. Mm -hmm. And I found some comfort in that. And luckily I did get a bid, but I think that that's a larger message that needs to be conveyed, especially to people our age and high schoolers and middle schoolers, because especially where we live in the social circles we're around, it's so, you know, you talked about social media earlier. It's so imprinted, especially on young minds, that you have to be a certain way, right? Yeah. Social status is so important. And I think people miss that message of authenticity a lot. And that's, you know, that's sad to me because really, you know, as far as I see it, that's the only way to avoid a lot of the social pressures that we're faced with is just by finding comfort in your authenticity. And luckily, that's one of the things, that's one of the benefits I've derived out of the the Greek life experience, you know, I got a bid, I would like to say in some part because of my authenticity and I've mm-hmm. developed the friendships within this fraternity, you know, like I said, because of my authenticity and that's reinforced that, but also that could have gone a very different direction where it didn't work out for me. And now I'm questioning myself, I'm down on myself because I feel like I was authentic and it didn't work out for me. Why didn't I get a bid? And I definitely think that that's something that should be talked about more because I just think that is an important thing that our generation needs to realize, especially because these social pressures that we're getting from other people, social media, we're constantly interacting with people in a way that nobody else has before us. I mean, our generation is one of the first in human history that we have pressures that our parents did not deal with and couldn't teach us how to deal with them. And I just think that kind of learning to be comfortable in yourself is, is something that Greek life can help with. Uh-huh. If it's used in the right way. Yep. Yep. It's like it's like we would we would like to be able to say to each other and to ourselves, do not, do not, do not assimilate to the social culture yeah. around you, right? Mm-hmm. That seems like an inherent lesson that we all try to encompass. Yeah. Um but the problem is I think a lot of it is subconscious, you know. Yeah. I had an awesome experience uh freshman year having a conversation with 
a psychology professor on campus who has been here for, I guess, 52 years now, but it was his 50th year at the time. And the conversation revolved around social media, but he made an interesting point in that you see these behaviors online that are so obviously reaching for validation. And, and I think all of us are, we are both on Instagram. Mm -hmm. We have posted on Instagram before. Mm -hmm. I think the original Mark Zuckerberg online bulletin board thing is bullshit now. That is not, I am not on Instagram to like have a, little snapshot of my life, right? (laughs) Whether I, whether I want to admit it or not, I want my friends to see, and this is partly true for me, but I'm also trying to articulate, I think the general narrative. I want my friends to see that I am social. Mm -hmm. I am having fun and I am validated in my day-to-day life and showing that through my online personality. The thing that he said that stuck out to me is that there is nothing wrong with seeking that validation. In fact, that's human nature. Um, we have never operated well, lacking the validation of those around us yeah. and the respect and the, and, and maybe even the admiration of those around us. Mm-hmm. The difference is whether you like it or not, as we said before, college is hard and life is hard and there's going to be people that don't approve of you, that don't validate you, that don't respect you. And the, the downfall of social media is it's, exa- it's exacerbating this problem of when you don't receive the validation or the admiration, yeah. then your entire psyche, your entire mindset and your mood and well-being plummets. Mm-hmm. It's, it's resting on a faulty core. It's going it, to it's going to collapse. And even if you do, even if you're the most there are people who are in our social circles who are online on Instagram, who most people would say and look at their Instagram and be like, she is cool or he is cool. Yeah. Right. He is loved. She is validated. Um, it's online. Mm-hmm. It's not. It's artificial. It's artificial. You know, and the problem is, I think a lot of our our disappointment when we don't feel that validation comes because we think that those other profiles are yes the lesson is that nobody is Mm -hmm. right nobody's nobody's truly validated online yes Mm -hmm. but we convince ourselves they are and it's a comparison game yeah dangerous it is it is a comparison game and you know it's funny you say that i think that comparison game that we play is applicable to a lot more than just social media um, you know, you even see it within Greek life, you know, sororities, fraternities comparing themselves to each other, comparing, you know, who they have socials with, who they're doing this, that or the other with, you know, and I just think that in almost every scenario, there's very few, if any, scenarios where you comparing yourself to another individual or you comparing your circumstance to another person's circumstance, whatever it might be, is healthy in any way, shape or form. Hmm. Social media exacerbates that but also just the pressures of day-to-day life that our generation faces. So many people hold themselves to the standards. You want to smoke a weed? Gets to me. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, weed, weed, weed. Weed is a subject that at a later at a later date we will conquer. <laughs> Dude, you, you need to invite me back on. Whatever that later date is, because that's... 
That's something I would like to see. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, you know, it's a good conversation. I think another reality of recording is um, obviously target audience being the uh, the people we spend our time with, the people we see on the weekends, and also others at, at other schools and people that just have genuine questions about about what college is and what it actually means. One of those implications is that people don't have time to listen to us ramble for 32 minutes and 20, <laughs> 27 seconds. Yeah. Um, but I think in a wrapping up sense, um, you know, if you're, if you're talking to you as you're falling asleep the night before you move into college, mm-hmm. um, what have you learned? Um, what do you, what do you wish you had known? Yeah. And is there anything that, you know, if somebody's listening to this now, who's, who's in that position, what would you tell them? Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, this is something I tell to a lot of younger guys that ask if I had any advice. I think college in a lot of ways has taught me kind of what I mentioned earlier, the importance of investing time into people and relationships, because I'm a big believer that relationships are what I derive. And I think a lot of us derive meaning from in life. I would say my success, quote unquote, in life, I try to hold you a standard of the relationships that I have, the time I've invested in them, the people that I've impacted in meaningful ways and the people who have impacted me in meaningful ways. And I would tell myself essentially that, that, you know, I I think the most important thing that we as very flawed people can do is make sure that we are investing time, meaningful time into relationships with other people, because that is what we're going to derive real happiness from, not materialistic things, not the A that I got in a class, you know, it's going to be the relationships that I've made. Um, and I think that's something college has taught me. And that's something I really wish that I had a better sense of when I was younger. And I think that that's a message that really should be communicated to a lot of people. Um, yeah. 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 And the bitch about it is it, it doesn't come naturally. You know, it doesn't, no. you have to, you have to invest the energy, yeah. which sucks. <laughs> it'd be, I mean, it, it's not that it sucks to invest time and energy in the people around you. That's a wonderful experience. Difficult. The thing that sucks, right, is that it, it, it doesn't that doesn't just happen naturally yeah. for you. It requires effort. If you if you let if you let these things slide by, if you let people go through your life and you don't one, let them know how much they mean to you, but two, mm-hmm. intentionally enjoy your time with them. Um, yeah. It you won't you won't be cognizant of that. Yeah, you won't know it's sliding by mm-hmm. because we subsequently after this conversation have a very fun night plan yeah right Mm -hmm. but it's gonna be like a lot of the nights that we've had in the past so as it's approaching and it's it's like a lot of the nights we're gonna have before we graduate so as it's approaching right now the next couple hours are we are we present right now thinking about how lucky we are to even have the experience at all yeah it's like covid is a perfect example we were on a rooftop in south beach miami with the <laughs> skyline of downtown Miami to the left and the Atlantic Ocean to our right, very thankful to be there, but never right. thinking that two weeks from then I wouldn't That's be able cool. to leave yeah. my basement, yeah. right? <laughs> yeah. You just yeah. don't. You just don't know. Yeah. So like the every time the sun comes up, every time we get to go to where we're going mm-hmm. this evening, uh, if you're if you're conscious of it, there's there's positive benefits too. You feel better. Yeah. Being grounded, being yeah. present, 
And if you make a, if you make a habit of it, it's, it's, there's positive collateral all over your life. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. And the, the irony is, right, three years from now when I'm graduating, thinking about on college, when I think about tonight, I'm going to remember sitting down and having this conversation with you, and I'm probably not even going to fucking remember <laughs> we had a social after this. Not so due to, not due to consumption, of course. Yeah, <laughs> obviously, right, right, obviously. But this, this is something that I'm going to derive far more long-term meaning from than the social. Yeah. I fucking love socials. They're yeah. super fun. Yeah. But this is more meaningful than that is. Yes. You know? And there's meaning in the social, too. Yeah. If you find it. Yeah. All right. That's episode one. Shit. All done. Yeah. All right. Thanks, fellas. See you soon.